Blackjack fans to the latest edition of Pardon Me, Alex. Man, oh man, what a crazy week it has been. I mean, we've had everything from basketball to COVID scares to now snow. <laughs> oh man, that's why we're a little bit late getting the uh, podcast out is just because uh, We've had a lot of uh, snow issues and just snow craziness and sickness. And so, man, it's been a crazy few days. I'll tell you what, or a crazy week, really. And then, of course, the snow happening. Yeah, the, the beginning of 2021 did not disappoint. Um, it basically told 2020 to just wild. hold its beer and watch this. Um, <laughs> Literally. It's so. just been wild. So much is going on. I know. Uh, so yeah, I guess spoiler alert. We'll jump into that first. We did. We did miss the game on Friday, which we were bummed about. But uh, I had been exposed to someone who tested positive for COVID. Alex <clears throat> and I were both quarantining to be cautious for that, so we did not come. Um, and Friday, I started to feel bad and went and got tested, and I tested positive for COVID. So. Um, if I sound stuffy, I am, um, not feeling the best, but I have felt worse. Um, so, you know, it's weird. It's been, it's such a weird thing. It hits everybody so, so differently. And so, uh, not to downplay it for anyone else. Thankfully, it's not been terrible for me. Like I said, I, f I feel like shit, but I have felt worse. So, yeah. you know, I'm just staying quarantined. Um, I have lost my sense of taste and smell, which sucks because everything tastes like nothing. Which is just wild to me. I don't think, and, and, and obviously, yeah, she, you know, you, you tested positive. I haven't been tested, but I also wasn't really ex exhibiting any symptoms whatsoever. Um, and I have never lost my taste or smell and it's been, pretty much almost 14 days tomorrow will be 14 days so yeah. since the exposure so I think I think I'm in the clear I've literally never really felt bad or anything so I think I'm good to go um and but I did quarantine myself in my bedroom for literally eight or nine days so yeah yeah <laughs> I, we I wasn't we really around anybody we definitely were very cautious um yeah of course you know didn't want to didn't want to bring it to the game, didn't want to expose anybody to anything, especially if, like, for instance, I was asymptomatic or something and just didn't have any symptoms, but yet I was still contagious. But it's been the required amount of time, so yeah. I think I'm good to go. Hopefully Jack and Jacqueline will feel better by Wednesday so she can, you know, will be able to come to the game. I'll be at the game, yeah. but hopefully Jacqueline will feel better so that she can come and join me so we can be back sitting in our seats drinking our beer. Like, I know. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I know. And I know I'm, I'm glad you don't feel horrible. Yes, you feel, you know, shitty, but it's not horrible to where, you know, that you need to like go to the hospital or something. Yeah. So. No, I have been lucky if the, if the taste will come back, that would be really pleasant. Cause you know, it yeah. just sucks when you're like sick and you're stuffy and you already kind of just like, don't really feel like eating and sort of feel nauseous. And then when you can't taste anything, it's like, Everything right. is disgusting. That's the thing, like, that's always what's interesting to me about this, about this whole thing, is the fact that, like, 
you know, the smell I can understand. Cause like if you're super congested and stuffed up, like you can't smell shit anyway. Yeah. It may not be COVID. It could just be your freaking allergies and you're, and you're stuffed up. But then the crazy thing about losing the taste and your taste buds and everything tastes the same. I, I, that's just wild to me. Cause I mean, every day I drink stuff and taste stuff. I'm like, okay, like if I know that this is mango and it's a mango, like clearly I still have my fucking taste. So great. Yay. But it's like, that's just wild to me. Like if I drank, for instance, you know, one of my seltzers and it tastes like, ma- it's supposed to taste like mango and all I taste is nothing. Yeah. It's like, I have, I'm sitting here right now drinking hot tea. I can't taste it, but at least it's like hot. So that's something different. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I've been trying to like eat stuff that at least has some kind of different <clears throat> texture to like mix it up because. What about like hot stuff? Like, like can you even tell that it's hot? Are you talking about temperature hot or spicy hot? Like spicy hot. No. Whoa. That could be like a game changer though. Like if you're, if you really love hot shit, you know, then maybe you could eat hot shit and it not bother you. The only thing I'll say is like, well, I guess if I eat something really spicy, my mouth, like I wouldn't taste the spiciness, but like my mouth would probably water or something. Cause I think you still have the same like, reactions like for example I had bought the first day I started feeling bad and I picked up my groceries curbside I was like I had not had an appetite for a day or two and so I was like you know what like I'm gonna kind of just allow myself to have these uh calories that I don't normally have like I got peanut butter M&Ms and I got sour skittles and I got some like popcorn and stuff that I don't normally eat and uh now whenever I eat the sour Skittles like I can't taste them but my mouth will kind of like water a little bit like I guess I can still tell that it's sour even though I can't taste that it's sour does that make sense first of all I need some sour Skittles I have looked for sour Skittles all over the creation and I can never find sour Skittles and I'm obsessed with sour Skittles you know what I also can't find and I'm really pissed off I guess they stopped making them and this is totally random and we'll move on from this after we'll move on to actual basketball stuff but i'm i love nerds like nerds is probably my favorite candy and i can never find sour nerds anywhere 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 they used to make sour nerds and i was obsessed with sour nerds and now i can't find them and now i'm very sad and so if anybody ever finds sour nerds please tell me or and or send them i will venmo you because i remember those but i haven't seen them in years that I remember. Yeah, it's been years. It's been years, man. I, I guess they stopped making them because I literally, like, this is how obsessed I was. Like, I went onto Wonka's Facebook, like, their page, like, their website to see all of their products, and they don't even have Wonka. But at the same time, like, they make, like, random nerds for, they make, like, you know, a Valentine's Day nerds and Christmas nerds and, like, all these other different holiday nerds. Where the fuck are my sour nerds? Anyway, so. That's a bummer. It is a bummer, but it's okay. I've gotten over it. I'll move on. And then we should also move on to the actual basketball stuff. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so moving on to, like I said, basketball stuff. Let's talk about who we played on January the 8th. So we played uh, kind of like a random game, makeup game, technically making up one of the games that we've lost. uh, Kind of last minute, too. That was another reason why it was hard for us to make it regardless of like the COVID stuff, but like 
it was just a last minute game that we weren't planning on. And so that was not like in our calendars. And I mean, even if, you know, we didn't have COVID, it would have been hard to go. We would, I mean, we would have probably went, but I mean, it would have been a last minute decision trip. Um, anyway, we played Midwestern State University, MSU. Um, we've actually played them. I didn't realize how many times we had played them in the past before, but it, honestly, it's it's been decades since our last time playing them. The last time we played them was in 1984 and we won 66-64. Close game. Very wow. close game. So um, the uh, smallest mar- bar- bleh, smallest margin of victory was that 66-64 in 84, but the largest margin of victory was in 1972. We won 107-83. Um, we've played about, see, we played 27 times in the past. Um, and so anyway, that brings us up to January 8th, 2021, where we won 87-71. to 71. And uh, we can also talk about the fact that even though there were people in the stands, they don't have the attendance on there. So we can't even tell you how many people were there. Not many. There weren't many, no. But I will say there were at least people there. So, But we don't know how many. We could probably estimate probably maybe... 300 people maybe less (laughs) yeah maybe less um and of course let's also talk about southland standings real fast and then jacqueline will go into all the stats so southland conference standings i don't think they've changed a lot since the well actually they have oh shit so things have changed sam houston has now moved into first place with a three and oh conference um Standing, Abilene Christians in second, two and zero, two and zero. Oh, uh, I can't even talk today. Two and zero oh conference, and then of course we're one and zero. Oh. And again, like that's just because we've lost so many games. Yeah, we're one and zero. Oh. It's just that's just how it is. Overall, though, we are five and two. Um, Abilene Christian is ten and two, and Sam Houston's nine and five. So at you know, they've they've played more games than we have, guys. Like that's just the brass tacks of it. Like. There's nothing the fact that it's not that we're playing horrible or that we're not winning. We are winning. We just haven't played as many conference games or just games in general as Sam Houston or Abilene Christian. They've just been canceled, you know. So yeah, can't do not much, much we about can it. Do about that. Mm-mm. Unfortunately, but anyway, that's Southland standings. Um, not much again has changed at the bottom of the pack. Um, Northwestern State still really sucking it up. They're one and two conference than two overall, but they're not at the bottom. Uh, there are two schools that have not won a single conference game, and those are McNeese and Southeastern Louisiana. So, there you go. Okay, Sean Kennedy's stats. Y'all bear with me, and if I cough, sorry. Uh, okay. So, to start off, we had a field goal percentage of 54.5. Second half was better than the first half. Second half was 60%. Um, Three-point percentage overall was 47.1, but in the second half, we were shooting 66.7. So, I mean, we did really well the second half on three-pointers. Free throws... We kind of flip-flopped it. We did awesome the first half and shot 87.5%, but the second half we shot 57%. So our 
overall was 65.5, which is not bad, but I'd not bad. I prefer that first could half be, stat. Could be better. Any, yeah, not bad. Any day of the week. Um, points in the paint, we did well. We had 40. Uh, points off turnovers, we had 21. Second chance points, 10. Fast break points, 13. Uh, bench points, we only had 14. Total rebounds, we had 26. Um, we only had nine offensive boards and 17 defensive boards. Um, 20, Gotta be better on those offensive boards. Yeah, yeah 20 fouls in all, which um, was less than theirs. They had 23. Uh, we only had nine turnovers, which was nice. Uh, we forced 20 turnovers. Um, we had eight steals and six blocks, and our game leader, our player of the game with his career high was Cam. He scored 36 points, had two rebounds, one assist, and one steal. Um, yeah, so awesome, awesome game for Cam. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go into my feats of strength. So my starting five, and these are pretty simplistic because I, I don't think I have to tell you all I wasn't like super – focused as I normally would be. Um, we had single digit turnovers. I know that's super simple, but God, that's a really good one. I don't care how shitty I felt watching that game. Getting turnovers in a single digit is nice. Yeah, that's huge. We, I don't think we've had single digit turnover entire season, to be fair. I don't know when the last time we had single digit turnovers, to be, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't remember it happening. I would have to look. Um, DeAndre on the threes, he was three of five from the three-point line. Um, so, he did really well on a shooting night. Obviously, Cam getting his career high game. Um, Gavin did get a second chance shot for the very first score of the game and made a free throw to complete the and one. I was pretty happy with that. That was a good start. Um, and Calvin and DeAndre had a really great little back and forth, uh, play to get a dunk for Calvin, which was, which was nice to see. I mean, they passed it back and forth like two times each. Like it was, they were both being super unselfish. Um, and it, yeah, ended, that was a good, that was ended, a good sequence for sure. Ended with a tremendous dunk. So I was very happy to see that. Absolutely. Okay. So on mine. I was ecstatic when I saw the pips, like the points in the paint were at 40. I was just like, holy crap. And I feel like, I mean, obviously a lot of those probably came from Cam. Um, but at the same time, you had Gavin down there uh, with, he had 10 field goals, which isn't stupendous, but he did have 17 points total. Um, and then he also, and then we also had uh, DeAndre, who was uh, four for six for the field goals. Uh, he had a total of 11 points. I mean, regardless of who they came from, I was just so happy with the 40, with the 40 pips. Anything, I feel like anything um, above, you know, 30 for points in the paint for us, that's always a good sign. Anything below 30, I feel like that's just not up to par with where we should be. So 40 pips, yeah. great. I mean, as as many as we can get would be fantastic. Yeah, Cam had a – I mean, he was on fire. I think, like, that second half, he really put the foot on the gas, and he was just absolutely outstanding. Um, he played so well. Uh, congrats to him on that career high and for getting player of the game. And then Gavin also had, you know, a decent 
Gavin. Gavin had a uh, a nice game. He had seven, like I said, seventeen points and a huge improvement with that free throw. That nine from thirteen. I mean, he was struggling there for a while with free throws, and something has clicked now, and he's back to doing free throws. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah, I mean, nine for thirteen is pretty good considering where he was earlier this season. Um, you know, Rati had six rebounds, which I thought was a cool stat. You know, you don't normally see him getting rebounds like that. And then, of course, like Jacqueline mentioned, DeAndre with three threes. I mean, he was he was playing really well. He had a really nice three from out the wing. Um, it was just beautiful. It was all net. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, I will say, though, even though Jacqueline will say that they were in foul trouble, but, like, I'm ecstatic. I feel like it's a win that there were no fours, no fives. Everybody had at least, like, three fouls. There was no one fouling out. No one had four. No one fouled out. I was. I feel like that's a win for us. Normally, yeah. we have at least one or two who are like on the verge of fouling out, and so I, I, I took that as a win. Um, and then the last thing that really cracked me up was uh, Rob. Oh my God, Rob was cracking me up on his play-by-play and commentary during one of the timeouts. And there was one stoppage from the refs that absolutely was hilarious. And I like, I even wrote it down. Um, it should, it was just, it was beautiful. He said, I think everybody in the building is ready for these guys to go, meaning the refs, like meaning for them. It was towards the end of the game and the refs were taking their sweet time trying to figure out, I guess the play or the call on the play. And they were just taking forever. And literally Rob did like a, a very auditory sigh, like, Ugh. And then, and then he said, I think everybody in the building's ready for these guys to go talking about the rap. I was just laughing so hard. Rob, <laughs> huge, huge feats of strength for him. I think Rob doing the ESPN play by play is honestly the, some of the best commentary you can hear during a basketball game. I mean, to be fair to, I mean, you, you hear like Dickie V type stuff and, you know, a lot of people are kind of like hot and cold on Dickie V. Some people love him, some people hate him. But I, th- I don't know. I don't think I've heard anybody that ever says anything negative about Rob and his commentary and play-by-play stuff. So it's just fantastic. And I it's, agree. It's hilarious for him. And I, I really was, do. I was actually really happy because when – I mean, I wasn't happy that I had to watch the game from home. But right. most of the times when we watch games from home, it's because they're really far away. And so it's a different announcer. And so I do my whole listen to their announcer on the TV and put one earbud in to listen to Rob. And I got my stuff all set up to do that. And then I was like, duh, it's a home game. It's only Rob. I don't have to do all that. So I was really happy to just be able to listen to him, which was good. Because I I probably was not in the mind frame to like concentrate on the two. It was nice hearing Rob do the commentary for once. And so like there were times where it was kind of like blah play like nothing really crazy exciting but just like hearing him and like the little kind of comments he makes I'm just like well this just makes it more fun whether or not whatever it was it's just fine he's just great I know oh man you know what I may may start doing an earbud and listening to Rob when I'm at the home game why not and then I get to hear I feel like I honestly I feel like somebody does that I feel like I've I've seen or heard someone do that before in the stands like I've always wondered probably you know what I take that back though I'm gonna do what I said last time I'm just gonna wait and watch the game later later and rewatch it on ESPN plus yeah yeah because I think that'll just be too much while I'm at the game I agree yeah I agree because I mean (laughs) that kind of takes off the pressure from us to pay attention to every single little minuscule moment of the game 
um, and then really kind of like settle in at home, already knowing that we've won or something like that, and it not be stressful. Type right. Thing. Yeah. That's my new game plan. That's the new game plan. All right, moving into the section, the segment that y'all love to hate and hate to love, called the airing of grievances. With the airing of grievances, I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're gonna hear about. All right, so grievances, grievances, grievances. I will say that I don't have a lot of grievances. Like I don't have a lot of things that I'm just like overly ticked off about. There were just a few things, um, fundamental stuff, a few things that I was just like, man, what, 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 just what are we doing? Okay. Um, so one of them being that Nigel just did not have the best game at all, uh, for the, how let's see, how long was old Nigel boy in the game for the 13 minutes that he played? He was one and five from the field goal, zero and two with the threes and with the free throw. Just offensively, just not good. He had two nice blocks, which kind of made up for a little bit of it, but for being in for thirteen minutes, it was just not good. Just it was very, very bleh. Which is just disheartening because I feel like there are games for where he does. Re- well maybe he's not like doesn't make a lot of points um but he plays really good offense or defense at least or like gives assists like i do know that he did have um three assists which was nice that's fantastic i love that beautiful and he had two rebounds nice but he was in for 13 minutes and only scored two points Eh, not the best you know um and then there were just a lot of wide open threes that I mentioned. I say a lot. I mean, I feel like anything like three or more is a lot. <laughs> so I feel like there were just a lot of wide open threes, uh, especially towards the end of the game. And then in the beginning of the game, like it's called the primacy and recency effect, you know? So anything in the beginning of the game, you remember anything at the end of the game, you remember because primacy recency. Anyway, so like during the beginning of the game, So yeah, back in that beginning of the game, there was just a lot of wide open threes. And then towards the end of the game, there were a few wide open threes too. And I feel like that's just the kind of the nature, the belly of the beast, whenever we're playing type of defense we're playing, and then, you know, trying to counteract the offense that they're playing. But again, it's just the fact that they're a D2 school, like that's just super annoying, but whatever, say la vie, it happens. Um, the, then Demir came in randomly, which he hasn't played in, I don't even know how many, like two or three games. I don't even know. Um, he just randomly came in and then all he got was an offensive rebound. Yes, obviously he was only in for uh, three minutes, but he came in, got an offensive rebound, but then turned the ball over like immediately after he got the offensive rebound. And I'm like, what the, f- what, what the f- was that? What the f- was that? The three second lane by. And I feel like, come on, that's just like fundamental stuff. Like, I mean, I don't think we've had a single three-second lane violation all season until last night. But I could be wrong on that, but I feel like that's one of those things that we just don't do. And then we had one. And I'm like, come on. Like, we got to clean this, like, little petty shit up before we actually start playing, you know, like, teams like Sam Houston and ACU when they won't go that easy or it won't be that easy for us. Again, we're playing a D2 school. Chances are of us winning are very high. That doesn't mean we can fucking sleep on our laurels here. 
And then last, not least for me, Gavin, yes, he had a decent game with 17 points, but there were a few moments with him, just like with some bad hands, like missed some passes going, you know, some, some, I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was like Rati or Cam, but trying to like throw the ball into the paint and he was in there and completely missed the ball. I mean, the ball was thrown right to him. He just like completely dropped it and missed it. And then um, he also made a bad pass, which caused a turnover, which then caused a three or a layup. I can't remember, but it, it, it caused points. Um, so that was points off the turnovers, which I just, come on, man. Anyway, so that's now. Okay, um, my number one grievance was obviously that I had to watch from home thanks to COVID, and I actually fell asleep before the game was even over, if that tells you how I was feeling, because that game ended at like 8.30. But, anyway. I texted you, and I was just like, are you okay over there? And I didn't hear from you the next until the next day, and I was like, dang, like, she must not feel the best at all. Yeah, I fell asleep at like 8.30 and I woke up on the couch, I think at like 3 and moved to my bed, but then I still slept till like 8 something the next morning. So, I mean, I slept like a solid 12 hours, um, which I haven't done in forever. But anyway, so that was my number one grievance. Uh, The second one I had, this was, I mentioned earlier, the second half, our free throws were just garbage uh, at 57%, which was more so disappointing since the first half we shot almost 88 percent like it was Mm -hmm. just like really like what happened i don't understand um then and i i kind of have more explanation on this one because it wasn't all him but deandre and i did brag on him for his threes which he did great from the field you bragged on him too but uh he did not do great bringing the ball down he kind of struggled a little bit and I looked and it said that he only had one turn. Wait, hold on. Yeah, so they only had one turnover. I swear it feels like he had more than that because I know there were a few passes that he. Maybe they counted on the other person. I don't know, but uh, there were a few bad. There were a few bad passes, and then, like honestly, part of it was not him. Part of it was the guy who was guard because the guy who was guarding him. There were like two possessions in a row where. I think it was like number 10 or something fouled like twice fouled him twice yeah I think it was him yeah because he fouled out anyway and like being a former player myself like I know how frustrating that is where it's like the guy did knock the ball out of his hands like twice but like both times he fouled while doing it so it's like there are there are those opponents you have where they're like guarding you and they're like all up in your face and they like swat the ball away from you but they foul when they do it so it's like anybody can steal the ball if you foul but like then it I mean you can't just like foul someone to steal and it's so as a guard it's like so frustrating to have someone like that guarding you because it's like Mm -hmm. not it's not even a fair steal anyway so like I know he was getting frustrated um and it is frustrating so Anyway, that's that. Then, uh, and you kind of mentioned this too. They did, I feel like they did let them make a lot of threes. And it was that one guy, Ogechi or however you say his name. Yeah. He made like three threes within like the first 10 minutes or something. And I'm just like, what are we doing? Uh, Yeah, he had three three out of 10. So he did have the 
threes that you're talking about. Yeah, um, and then he didn't make any more. But since he made three in a row, it really seemed like he made a ton. Like, I was just yeah. like, oh, my God, why do we keep letting him shoot? Um, like, just there because... Were other players that did score threes, but it felt like his. It was like, boom, boom, boom. I was like, what the is going on? Yeah, yeah. they were literally all right there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess we weren't in terrible foul trouble, but I was just still like, what the heck. Thankfully, Calvin only had two, but Gavin and Charlie both had three, and... Well, three is not four or five. It felt like they got them all, like, in a really close time period where we, we were still, like, kind of worried there was time that they could get more fouls. Um, and I would just love to, like, go through a game not worrying about our big men being in foul trouble and having to rotate them in and out um, so that we don't lose everyone all at once because that's just kind of stressful. Yeah. Totes. Toads, toads, toads. So, that, okay. was, that was all mine. So, moving on to our one word to describe the entire game analysis. Um, my word, just because I feel like over the past couple games, it has been better. Um, so, I would say, for me, it was improving. There's a lot of improvement in different areas. Like, not as much as we would want, obviously, you know, because – the first half of the game was not the best. And I was like, we're playing a freaking D1, D2 school. Like, get it together, kids. Um, but there are, you know, areas like, you know, Gavin with the free throws improving. Um, there are moments, you know, parts of the half where our, our defense is good, back to the press you, and then there's moments that we're not. So I'm like, you know, it's but it's not getting to where it should be yet. So that's mine. I agree with that, and your word was more positive than mine was. I guess I just wasn't in the most positive mind frame. Oh, but mine, I didn't want to clarify. It's not really positive or negative. It's just kind of what it is. Is I said yeah. inconsistent because, like, there was a positive inconsistency where the first half we were only making, like, one out of three from the three-point line, and then the second half we come back and we're making two out of three. Mm-hmm. So that's a great, like, upswing of inconsistency. But then on free throws, we went the opposite way. We started out at, like, 88% and went down to, like, 57 So I just feel like there were there were things both directions, positive and negative, that were inconsistent. And I, I think as we play more and improve more, that'll level out. So Oh, I totally. And I, I agree with that. I do feel like it has been inconsistent. You know, there has been some improvements, but there also have been some, like, slips back and some steps backwards. And so I feel like it is almost kind of like whiplash for the most part sometimes with these games. Um, Anywho, anywho, anywho. So let's talk about plates. Which I was really sad because, like, as I was driving around in the snow, my my plate was covered. It was very upsetting. No one could see it. I had to knock off the snow and be like, here's my plates. Here's my cool plates. Because it was all snow caked all over it. But it's okay because you can see it now because the snow is melted. But anyway, because I saw there was, you know what I found? I found my mic that I had gotten like years ago. And I found a picture of it and I'm going to post it. Um, And I think it was ALX11. And that was my plate for the longest time. It was fun. I know I need to to post it and and show Sean Kennedy the post. But... Um, or show him the plate. But anyway, so talking about my plates, real fans have my plates. When you buy a five year personalized purple SFA plate for my plates, obviously, if you didn't know before, you do now. Now, SFA Athletics takes in almost $250 purchase. 
it's just an easy way to support favorite teams and your favorite lumberjacks. Um, once you own an SFA plate and keep it when you renew, SFA Athletics gets 95% of that fee. 95%. That's pretty much almost 400 that they get when you renew that five-year plate. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so different ways you can do it. They got one year, three year, five year terms. So even if you're not super committed to long-term plates, just like long-term relationships, you can only get it for $50 and it's super easy. That's one year, nothing crazy. Even if you don't like it after that one year, you don't have to renew it. You can just go back to your old plates, but why would you, why would you, you want to keep those cool SFA plates and style and profile all around town. Plates www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks, and you can actually get up to a $50 rebate. It only takes a few minutes easily. Go, boom. And even if you already have a MyPlate, um, whether it be SFA or not, you want to restyle it, you could easily change it up, call customer service, and for 50 bucks, you can easily get an SFA plate. Sounds good to me, right? It does. Too good to pass up. It really is. It really is. And why not? I mean, there's Valentine's Day coming up. You can easily get your sweet and honey and sweet a plate for Valentine's Day. I mean, I'd want that. If that was me, I would totally take that as a Valentine's Day gift. Be like, honey, I bought you a SFA and I'd be ecstatic over the moon and be like, mm, I love you forever. Say, be such a good Valentine's Day present. I think so, but I think that's just because we're crazy. But at the same time, crazy about them jacks. Anywho, <laughs> we did have one fan question, and it's from the most unlikely of characters um, to ever ask us a question on Twitter whenever I ask for questions on Twitter. And it's from none other than the cat fans. So the freaking bear cat Twitter asked us a question about how we feel, you know, with this whole whack move pending and most likely happening come Thursday. Um, how would we feel about the Chief Cattle game, keeping it as a out-of-conference rival or doing away with it altogether? And obviously that's more of like a football thing, but it kind of spills over into basketball. But I, I couldn't imagine having a football season without having a Chief Cattle game. That would just be absolutely crazy to me. That's just because I've never known it without it. So, I mean. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there are sister cities. So, I mean, I, f I feel like that would just have to be a non-conference game that we would keep on the, on the slate. I don't know. Right? I mean, or, you know, I could, I could see maybe them not doing it. But at the same time, there's non-conference games and other like in other schools like most of the mostly most of the schools their conference or their big rival game is in their conference which like you know like Buckeyes their big rival game is like Michigan you know that's that's guaranteed and they're in the same conference but there are some that are out of conference yeah so a lot of the rival games are out of conference games um there's there's a bunch that I can think of and kind of list in my head but you all don't need to hear that explanation from me right now but anyway so I, I feel like it would just be weird not to have a chief cattle game you know if it's a non-con game in the future that's fine it would just be weird and I feel like Jackon kind of shares that it would be, it would it would be just be weird not to have that 
at least have it as a non-conference game. So hopefully that stays. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, I just think it would be cool. I don't know, but I don't really remember. I mean, I don't, I'm not on top of my game with football anyway, but especially right now, like, I really don't remember how many non-conference games we actually have. Like, how, I don't know. Um, usually, well, and it's also all going to depend on how many footballs, and this is another big question, too, is how many football schools are going to be in our conference and if yeah. slash if or when and if if there's a lot, then we may have to do like the divisions. And if there is divisions, then there might that might leave room for more conference or non-conference games. It's it's all it's all going to be up in the air. Like until we figure out how yeah. many football schools are are necessarily in our conference, and if it's like the minimum, I think that's like. I don't, I kind of remember what the minimum amount of teams you need in the conference to play football. I think it's like eight. Yeah, maybe? I was about to say, I think it's eight. Something like that. I know we were talking about it. Let's say we, I mean like all the people on Twitter were talking yeah. about it back and forth. And so if it's eight, then that would just depend on, again, if we do divisions, which I mean, if it's only eight, I don't think they will. Um, if it's more than that, then maybe. And then usually non-conference games, we have maybe three or four, like Usually yeah. a couple uh, random ones, you know, with uh, buy schools, like it's a buy game. Yeah. You know, we'll have a big one with a buy game. And then we'll have like a game that like we're kind of like the buy where it's like a Tarleton State, you know, when they were in Division Two type of game. Um, and then maybe like one other one randomly thrown in there. So, you know, maybe that that Northwestern game will be the one that's kind of just randomly thrown in there. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I guess all all that would have to be worked out before we could determine if it's realistic or not. But hopefully they could either do it every year or at least like every other year, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah, something, something just to keep it going. But yeah, yeah, anyway, so that was a good question. There was a lot to um, kind of think about with that one. But yeah, I mean, that's just, that's just how we feel about that one. Anywho, uh, so coming up on Wednesday, the next home game is versus Central Arkansas. At, obviously at home, it's on Wednesday. I think it's at 6.30. Most of them have been 6.30, so I'm assuming it's the same time. Um, I'll be there. Hopefully Jacqueline feels good enough to be there. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers no symptoms. No symptom-free. It's not looking good because I think I would have to be symptom free tomorrow to be good on Wednesday, but we shall see. Yeah, yeah. I think it's twenty four hours. So I'm not I'm not gonna push it. So no one have to worry about that. I will keep myself at home if I'm still. Doctor K will not allow me to be leaving if I'm still feeling bad. I was gonna so. say your your mom and your dad would definitely not even want you to come home at all. If yeah, yeah, I agree. Well. Maybe you'll wake up tomorrow and miraculously everything will be better. <laughs> we can we can hope. Um, yeah, we can hope. Uh, today is actually National Hot Toddy Day, so maybe you can make yourself a hot toddy. Well, uh, what liquor is hot toddy? I forget. Usually it's whiskey. Actually, I either have uh, whiskey or bourbon. That uh, Y'all know I don't drink that. We but, don't want, either one but, will work. Uh, so, uh, one of my friends who came over left that a few weeks ago. So I have one of the two. So I suppose I could make one. Actually, the first few days that I felt bad, I had that little, um, 
shot bottle of uh, Fireball that I, I had left over from when we went to the football game, and I drank like two sips oh, of it. Oh uh, my god! When, I totally back, forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, back when we went to the um, ACU football game that was at Globe Life Field. Or was it Globe Life Park? Because I can't remember. Park now. Okay, yeah, whichever one we went to. And we had the, the best Uber ever that we probably told y'all about where he opened up this little secret compartment in the dash and gave us free airline liquor bottles shot, so whatever. And, of course, I'm a yeah. terrible shot taker. Anyway, long story short, so I saw that left. So the last couple of days I've been at... Before I lost my taste, I was making myself hot tea and pouring fireball in there, which was really good. So I guess that's kind of my own little hot toddy. But yeah, that's my little version of hot toddy. But yeah, if you have a little bit of bourbon or a little bit of whiskey, you can make yourself a hot toddy on National Hot Toddy Day. I might make myself one as well as we finish this up and go watch the national championship game. Hey, and so go back, guys. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, National Hot Toddy Day. Make yourself a hot toddy, girlfriend. I think I will. Yeah, it'll it'll make you feel good, and it also might you know lull you to have a nice nappy nap, sleepy sleep. <laughs> no troubles with that, but <laughs> for sure, I know you've been so sleepy. Take bless it. your heart, but it's good. Keep yourself, get as much rest as you need, and take all the vitamins. I know. I know. It literally looks right. like I have a like Coke factory in my kitchen because. These damn vitamin C pills I bought are, like, huge. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And I can't swallow them. So, I've just been crushing them up and mixing them in my water that I'm drinking. But when I'm in the... Like, my cutting board is, like, covered in white dust. So, it looks like I'm running some kind of operation oh, in there. Shit. I felt the same way because I was... Uh, I have, like, these little vitamin packs that I was getting for a while. And I told you about them. They're, like, yeah. the care of vitamin packs. But I honestly had like literally like nine felt like nine horse pills. It felt like that I was trying to trying to take per day, and I was like, "There's no fucking way." So I just opened up every single pack and like mm-hmm. divided them up. And so I had like vitamin C, garlic, fish oil. Um, I had like there's like three of them. I don't even know how to pronounce. There's like a probiotic in there, and I was like, "I'm just gonna split these up, and then I will take as needed." So if I feel like I'm getting sick, I'm gonna just literally take the vitamin D and the garlic. Because the gar, because garlic, little known fact, is very good for immunity. Didn't know that. I knew that one. That it's odd, but I did know that somehow. Odd, odd is the correct but. word for it. I was like, what the f- is this? Garlic is good for immunity, and it literally online it said it's called on the Carob website. It's Dragon's Lair. I was like, oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I, literally when I was doing that, I had all these pills separated into like trying to like separate them into baggies. And I honestly looked like a pharmacy slash drug den. It was the, it would have been weird if you walked in on that one. Anywho, so, all right, guys, again, don't forget the game. The next home game is coming up on Wednesday. So in almost, uh, not necessarily 24 hours, but Like 36-ish? Huh? Oh, no, I guess it's 48, yeah. 48, yeah. Uh, so make sure if you're able to go that you go. If not, there are plenty of opportunities for um, other games to attend, but don't wait too long because you may miss some stuff. So um, hopefully Jacqueline will be there. If not, then she'll just have to watch from home, unfortunately, but better safe than sorry, as as our moms and our <laughs> parents say. Um, I hope you guys have a really good day. And if you were enjoying the snow day as much as I was and – this, well, this, it's like almost two days of snow because we still have snow because it's like 29 degrees, so it hasn't all melted yet. 
Um, hopefully you guys had fun in the snow. If you lived in East Texas, <laughs> if you didn't, sorry about your life. <laughs> Cause Houston got like nothing. So, and there's parts of Dallas that got nothing. So if you're in those parts, I am so sorry. Enjoy all of our photos. Which I had plenty, so sorry. Oh my goodness. All right. I hope you guys have a great night. I hope you enjoy listening. And as always, Axe and Jax. With Alex and Jax.